Hello and welcome to Pixel Prep episode 3. I am one of your hosts, Craig Broddle, and today I am joined with the guys that all the bad girls want, Alex Jackson. Good evening. And Mr. Chris Slinger. Yeah, beautiful. So, how are we been, boys? You alright? Not too bad, not too shabby. How are you, Broad Dog? Not too bad. Alex, how are you? Yeah, very good. Good. So, Broad, what's the gossip? Okay, right. Well, we're not starting off with gossip today. What we want to do is we want to kind of acknowledge the fact that for the last couple of episodes, we've spoken about sexual harassment in uh, several different aspects of the industry. Um, So, a couple of notes. Uh, Alex, I know that you've got one there. We've had multiple women allege sexual misconduct by a DC Comics editor. Yeah. Um, You've got one? Yeah, Kevin Spacey uh, was due to play John Paul Getty Sr. in Ridley Scott's uh, All the Money in the World. Because of all the allegations, he has been replaced by Christopher Plummer. Isn't that movie coming out like in 43 days' time? It is. That's insane. Well, it's going to cost a lot of money. uh, Ridley Scott is adamant it's going to come out ready in time for release. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's going to be fun to see. We've also got uh, the co-creator, writer and producer, Andrew Kreisberg of DC's Arrow, Flash and Supergirl. He has been suspended after sexual harassment claims. The reason we bring this up with you guys is due to the fact that we are not experts on the matter. And every time you jump on Twitter, it's very easy to see that people um, are of the opinion that Occasionally, men only see one thing and one thing only. Take into account the photograph of uh, Wonder Woman's Amazon characters. Oh, I saw that. Said hit film Wonder Woman and the Amazons from, I think it's the Justice, Justice League, League film. Movie, yeah. There's a stark difference. And people are looking at that going, this is the difference between what a woman sees and what a man sees. So, I, Well, that's one of my bugbears when it comes to character design because having an illustration background, I do a lot of character design and it really knocks me off because it goes back to like 19 comics so 90s comics where you used to see women really wearing skimpy type outfits you know when really didn't you know if you think they're not going to be in a fight having your midriff exposed and wearing bombing around a bikini probably not going to do you the they're doing video games they're doing video games doing movies and it really just knocks me off because they don't Think about what this character is. I mean, no. Amazon wear armor. Yes, show your midriff and wear as little as possible. What it doesn't really it doesn't mesh. meet purpose. So basically, um, we're taking this opportunity to kind of bow out and not make a fool of ourselves by showing our ignorance or anything like that. What we do want to do is because we're noticing how many people are kind of coming forward and saying, actually, this is my story and this is how I've been affected. If one of you people listening to us out there have been affected, we want to try and offer you some help. So uh, we've got a couple of helplines here, dependent on where you are, one of these may be applicable to you. This is the number for the Equality and Human Rights Commission in regards to sexual harassment. If you're in England, it's 0845 604 6610. Scotland is 0845 604 5510. And if you're in Wales, it's 0845-604-8810. We're not going to come back to sexual harassment with any luck, um, as long as the news can try and keep away from it, but I can't see that happening anytime soon. We will always attempt to support people that have been affected by this type of thing. However, we want to be careful about how we tread on this kind of issue. So, you know, if you, if you need help, please call one of these numbers, get it, and... 
We wish you all the best. For now, though, gents. Moving on. What have we been up to? Who's well, leading? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I finished the Call of Duty World War Two campaign. Any good? It's brilliant. Awesome. It's fantastic. Um, it's quite hard hitting in certain areas, um, but I recommend watching it. Uh, not watching it, playing it. It is brilliant. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about splitting the World War Two game into a World War Two campaign, yeah. multiplayer, and then zombies. Mm. And selling it as um, <laughs> it's like fifteen or twenty quid <clears throat> per version. Like, okay. Would you rather instead of paying sixty quid or fifty five quid or however much it is for Call of Duty yeah. World War Two, would you rather pay twenty pound for the campaign only? I could certainly see the interest in that. Uh, it does make a lot of I, sense because I uh, would. Uh, again, it's one of those Call of Duty games. Uh, you have this story. You have the story mode, you have the multiplayer, and you have, depending on which game, it is the Nazi Zombies. So it gives you that option to play one of those three modes. I think having a separate entity at a reduced price does give people that option of going, I just want to play the campaign, and then that's it. I think I think it's a good idea. I do, I do like that. Yeah. I mean, there's no way it'd ever be that cheap because no. of the cost that it takes to make these games the art the character models that it would never be 20 quid for what is effectively just a 15 hour campaign but yeah. i i had the idea and i kind of liked it yeah. what do you think probably 20 quid for the dlc zombie add-on <laughs> that's for sure yeah um i don't know sometimes i feel doing that gives publishers and developers a little bit of wiggle room on how to get out from making a complete game I do feel with the rise you, of DLC... You are, you are aware of nothing but day one patches, right? That's all they now produce. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that with a passion. <laughs> I, come from, I came from the day when, you know, if a game was buggy, yeah. you know, you couldn't fix it. It was screwed. Hell, I used to play PC games where even if you had everything on the side of the box that your system had, your PC could be up like, top notch, yeah. There was still a fingers crossed moment yeah. where that game would work, and anyone who's played PC games knows that. Totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> no, shit, what is work? What is work? Fuck, I can't play Quake. You know? <laughs> so, what else have you been playing? What else have you been up to? Um, I've been playing Football Manager 20, 2018. Okay, Dad, how was that? It's fantastic. But I'm a Millwall fan, I'm a football fan. <laughs> yeah. I love Football Manager games. So, I don't see the appeal. What, is, what do you do? Oh, you get to change the names of characters to rude names. No, you don't. How do you do that anymore? I've been doing it in Final Fantasy for the last <laughs> 20 years. You, you basically manage the football club. The club that you support, it could be... You can make yeah. it win. Yeah. That must be a new thing for Millwall. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, before wow. this gets violent. Wow. <laughs> what we're, not even, we're not even 10 minutes into the show and he's already going for low blows. I think this is a... Promising so, tonight. This have you been enjoying be anything oh. else or has it just been football manager and Call of Duty? It's... Basically, in those two. However, I am looking forward to the Punisher on Friday. Yeah, I've been getting some good reviews. That well, good preview reviews, whatever yeah. they call it. Um, yeah, it should be good. So then, I know one thing I saw online for a site was from said that you know Marvel and Netflix are back. As in, I hope so. Because I, I, out of all the superhero franchise uh, products that we're getting at the minute, i.e., the Marvel films the whatever DC is churning out at the moment and the Netflix <laughs> the Netflix TV programs I'm, I'm a big fan of the Netflix TV programs yeah. I love the Daredevil series oh, I thought great. they were both great um, I loved the Luke Cage program um, 
Jessica Jones wasn't quite as strong for me, and Iron Fist may as well have not happened. Mm. But when the Defenders came around, I really enjoyed it. I'm worried that this is just more of the same formula. And I'm interested, don't get me wrong, I'm a Netflix subscriber, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to see how it changes the formula, but it worries me. I don't, that's. See, I, no, I disagree with that. I think it's going in a different direction. I think it's, yeah, I think it's going in a different yeah. direction than what it has been. Because obviously these guys have been sort of, not the anti hero, but they've been the sort of savior of New York City, whereas the Punisher is an anti hero. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this I, is. I think this is why I'm. I'm yeah, excited. Punisher's I'm never been a good guy. No, I think what I loved about Daredevil is how dark it was. Because mm. at the time you had you had Iron Man, you had Captain America, you had Agents Guardians. of Shield. They weren't quite nitty gritty. Agents of Shield got good. Mm. It kind of goes <laughs> up and down. I don't know where it's now. I've got up to the end of season three and then kind of dropped off after that. Yeah, so. see, I couldn't even get through the first series. I didn't like that. But anyway, so. I, I'm quite looking forward to the Punisher because I think it will be just as dark as Daredevil was. When's that out? Uh, Friday. Friday, cool. Yeah. Right. I think uh, Netflix and Marvel can. I think it does well having its own little universe because <clears throat> one of the things I can think hindered Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was it did try to link a lot to the movies. Mm. It was quite clever, don't get me wrong, that the timing they worked out when Winter Soldier came out and the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Spoilers if anyone doesn't know that. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Agents of Seal kind of like coincided with that. So when Captain America, when the Soldier happened, the same storyline happened. Then, but at the same time, having that creative freedom of kind of like separating yourself from the main movie thing, yeah. it's going to work as a big benefit. Yeah, so that was quite clever mm-hmm. with Daredevil because uh, the first episode... Um, they mentioned New York, didn't they? It did, yeah. but they, they referred to it as the incident. Mm. They didn't actually say what had happened, which I thought... Well, that was it. They put a pin in it, they referred to it, it happened, mm. and then they just moved off it. Yeah, they didn't really hang too much no. on what's happened. I mean, I like, this is partly why I like the Netflix series so much, is because it's got some really good characters. Mm. Vincent D'Onofrio is personally oh, one yeah. of the strongest char- villains, Marvel villains, based... Remember what I was saying uh, the other week, week yeah. about weak Marvel villains? I mm. think that the DC... Oh my god! I think that the Marvel <laughs> Netflix series um, has got some of the better yeah. uh, villains in there because they've got the time to really embellish these characters, I was humanize say, them a little bit because more. they've got more time, got more screen time to develop a personality, yeah. try to more of a threat. Builds it up over a period. Of time. Yeah, this is you're not trying to rush it into an hour and a half. It doesn't. Film. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that end fight at the end of season one where they're hitting one another and they're the flashing sparks because they've both got bulletproof fucking mm. suits. It's ridiculous, but. Everything else about that first season was just yeah. so good. But yeah. How would you rate them next to DC's TV universe? Oh, you so couldn't give you the time DC. of day with really? DC's. I, I, honestly, I, I've not been keeping up with it. Couldn't tell you. If it's not Batman the Animated Series, couldn't give a fuck, mate. I must admit, I kind of enjoyed a Flash. I do find that very light-hearted viewing. I got into that until they started involving time travel. At that point, I thought... That is always a soft-bollock thing yeah. to do. Why are you doing that? I, I preferred Arrow, I, I must admit. Yeah, you failed this city. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I liked Arrow. I liked Flash. I watched both of them with... Um, for the audience at home, Samantha, my fiance, um, and we got a lot of this. My name is Oliver Queen. My name's Barry Allen. My I name can run. Is Barry Allen. <laughs> and now, whenever it starts, I've got hair going. 
Hi, I'm Barry Scott. I'm here to sell you Silic Bang. I'm Barry Scott. I can clean your kitchen fast. <laughs> so, um, so I don't watch those anymore in principle now. <laughs> I must admit, I would love it if in season three of The Flash, they just went, Hi, I'm Barry Allen. I fucked up. <laughs> I went back in time, screwed shit up. Fuck. So, Although, let's say, Legions of Tomorrow can go and fucking do one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. I think I tried it once. I saw a guy called Rip Hunter and turned it off. Yeah, that's uh, a tough. I think I only watched it because there was the guy who played Captain Cold. Yeah, and Heatwave and oh, the, these were the guys from Prison, prison Break. Break yeah, yeah, and you kind of it's like superhero Prison Break, and you just kind of like I'm only watching this and I'm struggling. <laughs> so I what know I can do this. I can know I can do this. What have you been up to? Well, I've been doing the same as you, my friend. Oh. We've been playing Arkham Knight. Yeah, we have. Not together. No. <laughs> well, we could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. How far did you go? Did you start from the beginning or...? Yeah, I know. I started a new game because... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've played it. I've completed it before. Um, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. However. Um, there is no, a however. There, there, there is a however. Yeah. And I, it's um, it's the Batmobile. I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Did they? Do you feel like they had to put the Batmobile in? Because I think they did. Because after Arkham's, Arkham's Asylum was a tight, pretty very linear game. Because you, you had a very small area to go in. Yeah. Arkham I, City opened it up to yeah. not so much too sandboxy, but it was you know you could pretty much go everywhere you wanted. Yeah, you had a decent sized map. For yeah, the game you did. The and you just need another catch, and then that's the last catch was the Batmobile. I always feel if the Batmobile wasn't in it, people would be crying out, going, "Where's the Batmobile?" Yeah, but yeah, I do agree. It's the weaker aspect of Arkham Knight. I think personally, we needed better mechanics in place for that Batmobile mm-hmm. because yeah. I found myself far too often chasing Firefly or enemy APCs or anything like that. Um, handbrake turning or slapping on the brakes and picking myself out of a wall um, you know my pointy ears stuck in the debris that I've just crashed into <laughs> because I couldn't take the turn well enough and a plus a lot of those walls do collapse a lot of those I mean, walls collapse but you did feel like a big boy I, didn't you when you smashed into that shit and I then you play picked someone up and you the game as a them. I play the game as a white boy, billionaire, superhero, <laughs> martial art genius that can't handbrake turn for Toffee. He doesn't need to. He's got Lucas Fox for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Alfred. Oh, no, Alfred. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond and James May have made a lifestyle <laughs> out of handbrake turning and driving well uh, for most of their adult well. <laughs> So. Maybe not Hammond, <laughs> but they've they've made a they've made a career out of driving. The mm. fact that Bruce Wayne, the Batman, can't do the same thing tells me I'm maybe not playing this game right, or these mechanics could be better. But you know, I, I mean, it's good. I get it's what you're saying. The thing is, yeah. you give me a sprawling city like Gotham, and then go, you've not got the Batmobile, but feel free to go for a jog, and I'd I'd probably. I'd probably put the game down. So I get why it's there. And it is a good mechanic when it works well. It's just, I, I don't feel like it's on par. You look at how good the combat is. You look at yeah. how good gliding mm. around that city is. It's just not on par. But they overplayed the tank mode. Oh, God, that. yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's a makes, lot of tanks. There was a lot of tanks. There was a lot of, oh, you've got a boss fight. Grab the tank. Yeah. Because there's so. two boss fights in tanks. There's one where you go against Jensen Todd. Spoiler. And let's be honest, if you didn't figure out the yeah. Jason Todd by like 
was it the first time he first turns half, up honestly <laughs> and when you go against Deathstroke as well yeah yeah but um, then he, there's a couple of things and things that niggled on me with Arkham Knight that stopped it from being like the Arkham game one of them was I got really really bored of the character design because Arkham, Arkham Asylum Arkham City you kind of had every thug you know mm. to, to the gang so you had like two faces <laughs> thug yeah. Um, Joker's thugs and all like dressed up in quite a comical Adam West TV st- series Tim Burton type look and that was really cool I enjoyed that then you had the militia which were boring as fuck yeah they were actually yeah they got the red uniforms and the red tanks and but, that's when that niggled me and another thing that niggled me was to make it more difficult they just added more shit so you started off with let's say you have like a combat of five people. Mm-hmm. And then to make it harder, you have 10 you got to fight. And then 20 you got to fight. Yeah. And it's the same with the tanks. You start off against five tanks. Then you've got to, you know, do that sneaky shit with the Cobra tanks where you go behind them. And, you know, you had three to start off with. The next one you have five. Yeah. And then after that you had five and a big fucking tank that could see you from 360. It just, it just didn't seem very creative with the difficulty. Granted, I... As much as the Riddler missions do piss me off, some of those are actually quite cool. I get it, but I don't understand why the Riddler became a racecourse designer. That was a bit weird. <laughs> I think that was just like, oh, shit, we need to do somebody's Batmobile. Dear Batman, <laughs> my brilliant intellect means that I can design racecourses for F1. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and crush you with them. What I mean, else have you been up to? That's pretty much about it, really. I've just been kind of like binging on Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, even though I did give major praise to Battle Chasers last time I haven't completed it I've come to a boss which is like a brick wall so I was like fuck this I've got better shit to do just use the Batmobile I'm sorry <laughs> if that was a DLC in it I'll gladly pay you know? just collapse the fucker I know, I know, I know we binge about uh, loot boxes but tell you what I can get a <laughs> loot box in a Batmobile straight into it um, looking at a few bits and bobs online I'm interested in how many Characters seem to be appearing in fighting games now, as in different from different franchises. Yeah, you were saying about this before we started. Yeah, Tekken's got the main character for Final Fantasy fifteen. Is it is it the main character or is it that Ignis? I no, it's the Noctis character. I would say it's the guy who wears okay. black, but let's try and narrow that oh, down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen's boy band character, it's as in all, all of them. them. <laughs> Oh. Let's uh, have a road trip with the boy band. That's pretty much Final Fantasy XV. I haven't played it, but that's one of the reasons why I don't want to. Because you mentioned Injustice as well, didn't you? Injustice has got the turtles. As in Teenage team- Mutant. Oh. Yeah. yeah but teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Didn't you say they're only just going to play as one character? Mm. See, that I don't understand. This is, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen actual gameplay yet. But apparently all four are going to be one character, so I don't know whether the special moves can like swap out. Because there's a similar character in... Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which I must admit I am really excited for because it looks now, absolutely hang on a gorgeous. Second. Do you not mean Dragon Ball Fighters? No, which is apparently no, no, no. That is apparently how it's pronounced. Oh, now I heard no. this. I heard this on Kind of Funny Games Daily, and Greg Miller sat there and went, "Fuck you guys! If you wanted me to call it Dragon Ball Fighters, you wouldn't have put a fucking Z at yeah. the end. So until such a time as someone can come and justify it, it's Dragon Ball Fighter Z. <laughs> I actually will back that up completely yeah. as well. Only because Dragon Ball Z, you wouldn't go Dragon Buzz. No, <laughs> you, you know. 
But there is a character in that called Captain Ginyu who flips out between different characters as well. So half his specials, he calls in various members of his Ginyu force. So I don't know if that's going to happen or the turtles just flip in and out or something like that. But it'd be interesting to see. It's pretty reductive to say it on this podcast, but you're a fucking nerd. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> tell me... Ginyu force, whatever. Oh, tell me more about your comic news then, my friend. I, you know, I, I don't have any comic news. That's coming up later. Um, but I will tell you what I've been playing that isn't night um, no, no I've had what? <laughs> what a shock that was <laughs> I've had to put down persona for a little bit just to, I've just got to get a little bit of a break away from it I think slowly, um, slowly is, dying inside is yeah. your uh, social life coming too much for your persona no I love it I honestly I love it and I can't recommend it enough you got yourself Brodel Chan on it Brodel Chan let's do homework together Okay. <laughs> There's no denial. No, no, it is Rodney Chan, isn't it? We just it's Rodney Chan. Oh, <laughs> so many words. windows opening now. Just anyway, leave off Persona for a moment and let me get through this list. So, um, been playing Arkham Knight, which yep. obviously we've already discussed to death. But yep. I've also the other night I sat with Samantha in the dark in this very conservatory, and we decided to play Until Dawn. And Ooh, I, I think I saw one. this on oh, your. your was it Twitter you posted a picture or was that Facebook? I can't remember. I, it won't have been me. No, it might have been. No, it would have been Sam. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. So, no, um, I... We, we we put it on um, to kind of have a go. She played a little bit of it before. Yeah. Um, you know, so we we decided to have a bit of a crack at it. Did you shit yourself? I, honestly, I, I'm not a big horror fan. I know, that's why I want to know if you shut yourself I'm quite intrigued. Yeah. Occasionally there were, there, I mean, get... there were certain bits where I was just like... Oh, you pissed yourself. <laughs> there were certain bits I was like, what the fuck is this on about? I'll tell you what, let's have a look. I'm going to hit Jessica, one of the characters, with a snowball. So I turn around to get a snowball... I turn around again to hit her with it, just disappeared, and then you hear a scream. I thought you said snowboard there for a second. I got really excited. No. I just kind of like knocked her out with this massive plank of wood. It's just this, it's just this bullshit B-movie kind of thing that they do all the time. It's you turn your back for a second and... So-and-so disappears. And... So-and-so disappears. Or you look at a character and as he walks away, you notice that there is an ominous figure standing at the window. Um, there's a lot of that, and I'm That's not a you big... in real life. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it, generally speaking. But you know, it's you don't like your scary stuff, though. But how is it till dawn? Because I've I've heard about it. I've not. It's it's given interesting. It there's um, first off, it's got a great cast behind it, and you you can see that in the character animation. Yeah. Um, these characters are all mo-capped, and you are very much watching a teen horror film okay. and occasionally kind of giving your input now there's a bit um in between episodes as such yeah because it does this shit a lot and i'll tell you what it does you sit with a creepy psychiatrist who to begin with is a gentleman uh you know tinkling a small spoon in a cup of tea <laughs> Um, and then he comes over and he goes, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your fears. And so, you know, the faster you respond, the more honest he considers you and you talk about your fear of spiders or your fear of clowns or your fear of zombie clowns or your fear of zombie spider, spider clowns. clowns. And it goes on like That's this. That's pretty much all you and above, ain't it? Now... <laughs> I bet you enjoy that bit of the game. Like any of them. <laughs> 
Now, this guy appears far more often than I would like him to, only because I'm not that far into this game. And mm-hmm. already, every time I come back, his office is more and more decrepit, and it's more and more run down. There's now boards over the windows. The, the lighting's terrible. The paint's peeling off the walls. It happens every time you come back. Okay. Um, so you think it might somebody have foot? No, 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 you know something's a foot. Oh, yes. But in between each of these, you'll go, we'll come back to you later. We'll come and talk to you about your experiences later on. And then it goes, previously on Until Dawn. I've not stopped fucking playing. I know what, <laughs> I know what happened previously. So you kind of want to whip out. Like, I've played Telltale games. I know <sighs> Sonic. Come so on. I, I kind, of, kind of, I've left it for a bit. You know, I wouldn't mind going back to it at some point with some answer. It's a bit of a laugh. Get wrecked while playing it, but... You know, that's a bit of a weird choice, isn't it? Because if you kind of like market it towards like a B horror movie, why make it episodical type in? Yeah, yeah, this is it, and it wasn't sold as episodic. No, it wasn't. It's sold like a B route. As far as I was aware, it sold as a B horror movie. It was yeah, meant to be like so... up there with Jason and all that sort of stuff. You know, oh, okay. cringe really fun. Um, and last but not, I'm just going to give it a shout out because um, it, I believe Patrick J Adams is actually now leaving it. Um, I'm watching Suits on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just a drop of news, but saw it on a friend's Facebook earlier. She came in um, and said, "Oh, have you seen this? Apparently, Patrick Dre Adams is leaving Suits." So I'm just going to put my mouth back. I'm wow. Okay. Yeah, because you're a big fan. Aren't I'm you? a massive fan. Of, so oh my word. Interested to see what direction they take. <laughs> because oh, 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 that was like half shock, half sarcastic. That oh, the whole premise dear. behind Suits is his character. I'm guessing his his character is, yeah. being a big fraud within a huge law firm. But he's got a really good memory, so he's able yeah, to some shit like that. Basically, he's been blabbing <laughs> it. Yeah. So for that him, sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? I have a good memory. I know no, more. It, it, the for way he's done is very clever. It is good. But for him to not be there anymore yeah. basically takes away the driving force behind it. So I'm interested to see what happens. That said, the other characters within it, and they are, I'd still consider them to be the main characters. You've got Harvey Specter, who's yeah. the guy that takes this fraud on. He's incredibly lovable. You've got Lewis Litt, who's nothing but an entire joke. He is the comic relief for that entire yeah. thing. Uh, you've got Donna, who's oh, a fantastic character. Hilarious. You've got Rachel. Uh, Rachel, but I doubt she'll be around if um, yeah, yeah, if Patrick Adams's characters are going to disappear. Um, Rachel is the love interest. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on. Wow. So that's it. We're all caught up. So it's time for us to move into the news. So, Brod, what you got? Right. What's the goss? So, let's run through. Number one, Mark Miller creator and writer of Kick-Ass, is teasing big Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl news. He, uh, he recently talked to Twitter and wrote, So, this brilliance won't write itself. Time to get a press release together for the big Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl news next week, uh, which he put out there with a photo of the two characters. We don't know quite what's happening yet, but it could well be news on a kick-ass three it could be news on the standalone hit girl mm. film um i'll give mark miller one thing i was able to hype something but it does feel like after um, golden circle kind of bombed a bit at the box office uh, this is his in case of emergency break glass idea 
Yeah. This has always kind of been a safe... Hit, Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl have always been his very much safe things. I Well, you say safe things. I mean, I know for a fact that uh, Kick-Ass 2 took something like 30 million less on the box office, uh, opening box office than its predecessor. I can see that because it was incredibly more goofy than the first one. It was. It was also massively pirated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to hurt. It is going to hurt. Yeah. Um, I remember Chloe Grace Mortez speaking out at the time about due to how pirated the film was, mm. that it has massively hurt the sales and that in turn... Hurts a sequel. ...will end up hurting any yeah, future yeah. sequels. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, number two. PSN is having an extended free weekend between the 15th and 20th of November. Oh, yeah. I get my ass kicked at Street Fighter 4 more now. So this is available to all <laughs> PlayStation 4 owners. Uh, it basically features normally locked behind the PSN are uh, available between the 15th and 20th. Now, it says that features locked behind the PSN. I'm assuming this is the PS Plus. By all means, have a look. Let me know. Uh, if you want to write into us, it's pixelprepweb at gmail.com. Number three, Telltale lay off roughly 25% of its workforce. Now, this is looking at roughly 90 people. How big is Telltale these days? Well, I mean, you consider that 25% of its workforce is um, 90 people. You're looking at what? About 360 people. Yeah, about 360 people. Because I remember the Lego game started off in a very small little office. Now they're massive. I always wonder how big they Because Telltale pretty much started off the same way, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a good 300 plus people. Um, They recently had a new CEO come into place. Um, Mm. You know, and whether you like it or not, the CEO has to come in. They've got to look at their profits and losses. They've got to trim the fat. They've got to do the corporate thing. They have to do big big dick swimming. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, they... Telltale has promised that this will not affect any of their previously announced titles, whether that includes season two of The Wolf Among Us, don't know. Um, but something to kind of keep your ear to the it's ground It's quite for. surprising, really, because obviously last episode we were talking about visual games um, being shut down by EA. Uh, this industry is rife for people being let go in yeah. one direction or another. Um, you know, companies have a huge uh, history when it comes to ramping up a project, all hands on deck, everyone working through it, and then the majority of the crew being let go, and then they work with other different and new studios to release new projects. It happens yeah. all the time. Normally, it's only basic operations that stay on for your day one patches, future DLC releases. And your future DLC releases, we've noticed previously have been run by separate parts of the team because more often than not, those DLC releases are in the works long before the project is even released. Oh, God, yeah. So... Well, isn't the biggest closure was uh, the company that did Bioshock Infinite? Wasn't it Irrational Games? Uh, After that game came out, the, print, the studio pretty much closed. Yeah, I'm showing my ignorance here. I've got no idea, I'm afraid. And which was strange because, you know... Bioshock Infinite was a good, big, and very critical well, game. The Bioshock collection was really good. Yeah. yeah. But those studios closed down after the first game. Now, whether that's due to the fact that AAA titles cost you know, more money than God to make, and let's yeah. be honest, the only real companies that can get away making a AAA game and not really feel the pinch of financial burden is Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Blizzard. Yeah. 
Rockstar because GTA. All they have to do is just say GTA and that prints money. Yeah. And Blizzard because they've got yeah, such they an atrocious did, fan base. They did Red Dead Redemption as well. They're just coming yeah. out soon. Uh, spring yeah. next year. Yeah. Let's not knock those guys. I mean, let's be really fair about oh, it. Gotcha. Those games are incredible. Yeah. Both the last Red Dead Redemption and the Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Huge quality endeavors. Absolutely. So. Although you know, if they want, if Rockstar want me to kiss their asses. Give me another Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'd, I'd like <laughs> to see. GTA Six is Vice City, <laughs> oh, then Rockstar yeah. can do no wrong. You know, I would like to. I'd love to see them do something different. Oh, me too. Yeah. I'd love to see them do something different. All right, so they did GTA Three, which was Liberty City, mm-hmm. which is what we've just had again. Yeah. Well, I said that was more. That was, that was GTA. Oh, 4, sorry. Yeah. 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 No, so it was. Three so, San Andreas. Um, no, three. No, because yeah. they all merged into one. GTA camp. San Andreas yeah, was Los Santos. Yeah. Which is what we've just had Abs. in GTA yeah. Five. Yeah. Liberty City was Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah. So if we see Vice City again, I'm actually going to be a little bit disappointed due to the fact that you're just retreading the same fucking ideas in a new skin. True, mm. but that skin, that that eighty skin no. that they wore was absolutely amazing. It's like I tell you um, what, you've got to love for it. Let's, I'll do you a deal right now. Okay, I, I love this. I'll I'll do you a deal. I'll <laughs> okay, get Blue do, Point Games. Yeah, you get them online. <laughs> I'll speak to Blue Point Games and I'll get them remaking GTA Vice City on the condition that Rockstar and I know you're listening are going to end up making a brand new area character, basically a brand new IP under the Grand Theft Auto banner for number six. Because that's what we want. Do you think of like five characters in GTA 6? No. That, <laughs> the, the, the three character the thing was okay, but I think if you do it again, you're pushing it too far. Oh, gotcha. I mean, it was okay, but at the same time... Well, the thing I always find about sandbox games is even though they try and make it to be so open world, you really don't. You want direction. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Anyway, number four. Disney has been in talks with Fox regarding the X-Men and Deadpool. Further, that just happens every friggin' week in news, doesn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, the fact that it's become so notable is promising because even though the talks have currently ended, yeah. there's nothing to say that the talks can't be reignited. And remember, yeah. a couple of years ago, this was the exact same scenario between Marvel and Sony. And look at the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man we've got now that slots into the current MCU. Saying that, I would actually the only property that I would actually like Disney and Marvel to take from Fox would be fantastic for because I think that franchise fits better in the Marvel Universe and let Fox keep X-Men and Deadpool granted can you imagine an 18 rated version of Deadpool under Disney's leadership (laughs) that would be hilarious that would be brilliant Ryan Reynolds would love that That's it. That's the news that I've got. So, Alex, you've got something. Tell yeah. me. Well, I'm going to slap us with it, big man. Well, you're going on with the Disney theme, so I'll follow on. Ryan Johnson, who's directed The Last Jedi, is apparently, according to Rotten Tomatoes, planning to write and produce a new Star Wars trilogy outside of the law of the films already produced. Is it given as a time frame and that's going to be based? Isn't no, it? there's nothing that I can see on Rotten Tomatoes. It was only a small um, article by Greg Dean Schmidt, but... It's going to be an interesting one to see. You know what I like to see? I like to see that in like Old Republic times. Yes. I... Well, do the, do the Knights of the, the Knights of the Republic. Yeah. Um, which yeah, was a that brilliant. Was a, it was role playing game. Yeah, I, I um, remember playing that. I enjoyed yeah, it. I think I'd, I'd like to see that. Maybe I, coach, that'd be pretty cool. I think you've got to. Now you need to 
Because I think you've got to set it right far back in the past, the way you did with Knights of the Old Republic, Mm. because I think if you do it in the future, you're tipping your hand with what you've got planned for the current trilogy. I think if you do an anthology version, it's got to fit somewhere in the same way it does with um, Rogue One and Mm. the current uh, Han Solo story, which is far too close to the current timeline. Well, this is, as as they said, they're they're planning to try and get it further away from from where You need something that stands alone on its own merits. Like... This is the thing. In a galaxy far, far away is a story that deserves to be told. Unfortunately, for the last 40 years, it's been something about a bloke with asthma and his odd kids. But even though you're an old massive Star Wars fan, this is something that you have said you would like to see. I'd love to see this. I'd so, love to see something different and strong enough. This is why I love Rogue One, yeah. because it wasn't about Darth Vader and his son and... You know the 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 eventual turn to the dark side. This was just about these people banding together, yeah. and it was a war story. I really liked it. Yeah, I, it, was I, a, I it, was it was a girl with daddy issues. It was a girl with daddy issues. That Star Wars theme you right know, there. You've yeah. got to have daddy, daddy issues. issues. The original abandonment yeah. issues. The original prequel was a, about uh, a blonde-haired young man called Mark Hamill who had daddy issues, and he ended up having his uncle and aunt torched, and ended up spilling blue milk everywhere, and. But then it became a joker, so it worked out all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Mark Hamill, he's had an interesting life. <laughs> Although he's like the biggest monster ever for blowing up Darth, the Death Star. How what many else? people died on that thing? Mm-hmm. How many people? What else have you got for <laughs> us? Well, following on from that, the Disney have apparently revised plans for a live-action Star Wars TV series. Now, they're saying it, it's planning to launch on their streaming app that and they're hoping by the end of 2019. I, I, I when it says that Disney have revised plans, it doesn't sound like it's that. All that, that tells mean me, anything, exactly. it really, yeah. All that tells me is that previously Disney wow. has looked at this and gone, "Could we do a live action version of Star Wars?" Now I think with the current interest in Star Wars, mm. uh, the fact that we've just had a very successful anthology film with Rogue One, yeah. and the fact that the Last Jedi is coming out next month. I think that Disney are looking at this and they're going, actually, maybe now's the time. Yeah. You know, the, the prequel series wasn't hit with a great deal of hype. No. Um, you know, it, that wasn't the time for us to have a live-action TV series because you didn't have TV series with huge budgets the way you have things like Broadwalk Empire, yeah. Game of Thrones any of the Netflix series with Marvel at the moment. Mm. You, you know, now we've got that money and that drive to put behind these projects. Actually, now might be the time. Saying that, the Disney have, and um, Star Wars, have had the cartoon series of Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels. Rebels, and they have yes. been very successful. I thought Rebels were yes, very they good. Have. As, as much as I will admit, I'm nearly 30. I, I did enjoy Star Wars. The one, the one thing that didn't nigger me about Star Wars Rebels was how thin those lightsabers were. Yeah. That was, that was just... You know, you know how something just nigs at you. Yeah, it no, should have just like. But let's let's just remember, it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon. <laughs> but from a design point of view, it just did not look nice. But it did have a lot of um, fun little things in it. It had like a Darth Maul versus because Obi-Wan Kenobi. I actually, I did this. I spotted this watching Rogue One. You see the ship from Star Wars Rebels in the attack on Scarif. I've heard that. I don't know which okay. one it is though. Um, 
I want to say... No point pointing out. No, I'm trying to think what the ship's called now. But I actually saw this, and I, I did have a little nerdgasm. Because it was like, oh, I recognise that ship from the Star Wars Rebels series. And yeah. It is nice when they do have like a nice um, a universe that comes together, yeah. which is... Which like I say, you can do those things. You go, oh, that happened there, that happened there. So. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, my, my last news story is for FIFA, mainly FIFA and Madden's fans. Um, in an article... With or in an interview with Bloomberg, EA chief Andrew Wilson has apparently suggested that in the future EA may move to having FIFA and Madden as 365 day live services and not having them as annual releases. Mm. So, what I mean, can I your download update? Well, yeah, this is a games as service model, this is the same type of model that. Uh, Overwatch, Destiny have been doing. You're seeing it a lot with hero and first person shooters. Mm. Well, saying that, is FIFA, because I don't play FIFA myself, yeah. because I'm one of these people now that is very bored of realistically looking graphics. Yeah, yeah. I like more cartoony Cartoon ones. Yeah, yeah. I love, I'd love them if they actually made a football game. Uh, well, it's kind of like all cartoony yeah, and silly had, and daft. They but, had um, earlier. In the 90s, they had Sensible Soccer yeah. for the Sega Mega Drive. And that but, was just hilarious because it was just stupid. Exactly. I, but, I'd play if it was that. But is FIFA more or less an online game now or is it more single player? It is mainly. You have a lot of competition online now for FIFA um, globally as an eSport. You've got FIFA Ultimate Team, which is a, a trading card sort of game where you pick up <laughs> whatever it is. That just reminds me when I was back at school. <laughs> Show us your shiny. You just get cards of players and you create a team and as it says in the name of the title you create your ultimate team so I, I, I don't know I'm interested to see how this goes I'm not a FIFA well, it, fan no. but I'm interested to see he has said I'm interested to see how this works in terms of the market at the moment with consumers' views on microtransactions and loot boxes. We all know your view on it. Oh, hey, don't, don't start with me because at the no. end of the day, I'm not alone in what I'm saying. No, I, I, there are a lot of people that are against loot boxes and microtransactions and this to me sounds like it's opening the floodgates to allow more of the same. I'll but be, but I'll I should be, be less, interested to see what happens. Well, this is, I'll be less worried if EA won't uh, you know, masterminding this. Well, say what you will about EA, they know what they're doing yeah, from a business perspective. From a business point of view, yes. yes. From a gamer point of view, no. No, but they know what they're doing from a business perspective oh, yeah, they've been because they it. make money. Yeah. They make money. There's a reason they make money. It's because they're releasing content that gamers but want. So is it because they've got the franchise to do it? Because they've got Star Wars and FIFA, which a lot of people want. Mm -hmm. If it was a totally unknown title, let's say, for example, it was I don't know, Saturday Soccer, and you get to play as... Harbour FC. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what Wilson has said mm. is that a few different things have to happen first. A lot of code is made available as part of the new um, in, in iterations. When they look at how they do it in China and Korea, they release it every four years and just have a new big code drop. So over, you're over talking about a new product. Yeah. Right. Um, but it offers incremented change over time. So it does give you that option of either I mean, getting so a subscription destiny. fee. I know. But, again, it's just one of those things. It caught my attention. Uh, um, no, it's an interesting it, story. It's on, it's, off, it's on Kotaku. It was done by Laura Kate Dale. Um, it might yeah. be a story worth checking out if you're interested. It is one of those. But, again, it was because I'm a massive FIFA fan, it did catch my eyes. 
I think what we're going to do, we're going to put a brief pin in it here. We're going to go and take ourselves a quick five-minute break. But join us when we come back to talk about movies that we want to see made out of games, or even games that we want to see made out of movies. (laughs) One or the other. I'll tell you what, Arkham Knight's going to rear its pointy head again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so thanks for listening. We'll see you in a bit. Cheers. Welcome back. So, um, just to kick us off, we've still got a little bit of news that we wanted to bring you up to speed on. Slinger, take us away. We've got Brian Ma- Michael Bentis, or Bennis, from Marvel. One of those. Big, uh, big Marvel writer. He's been with Marvel for over 12 years now. Was responsible for Ultimate Spider-Man, Jessica Jones, a couple of new characters. He's now going over to DC. And to be honest, thank fuck for that. Because, I don't know about you, Brods, you read comics as well. I do, darling. Yes, honey bunny. Don't you agree that Venice's <laughs> comics are like one of the most boringest ones on the market at the moment? They... And he yeah. saturates the market. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've genuinely pulled away from reading comic books massively with the exception of, don't take the piss here, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers which is probably one of the better written you know, comics out there at the moment. I, read, I flicked through that the other day, and it was the one where they dealt with past rangers, as in previous to Jason Trini and all that, and it was actually was quite good, because they died. It's really well written. It's, um, <laughs> that, that comic book is actually geared towards people that grew up with the original Power Rangers. So we're, Jasons, we're talking about early... Billies. Yeah, we're talking about your early to mid-90s. We're talking about things we were watching when we were between six and nine years old. Mm. These comics are written for us now. Um, Don't get me wrong, there are other titles out there. I think that uh, I think it's IDW. I think they're currently on a title called Go Go Power Rangers. That's more of a kind of cartoony for your kids one. (laughs) But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is actually geared towards us. Fucking love it. Anyway, that takes us away from your news. Carry on. Yeah, Venice has gone over to DC. Can't fucking wait. See I you know. Later. It's, um, I know he's been, he was known as one of the architects of Marvel for quite a while. He's one who was responsible for the way the Marvel Universe has been shaping. And I must admit, I was a big fan when he first came out. When he first did Ultimate Spider-Man, it was one of my favourite comics. I loved it. Pretty much got every issue. The problem is, since he does so many, he's so boring. And he is responsible for decompression storytelling. So you know how you can get your paperback trades, mm-hmm. which have a story arc in each one? Yep. Yep, That's he was responsible for that. Yep. Which back in the day was good because, believe it or not, even though Marvel now are an ultimate powerhouse that movies make, let's be honest, billions, mm. they almost went bankrupt. Back in the 90s, Marvel almost went bankrupt. <sighs> and, yeah, the only way they actually managed to save it was by doing graphic novels. So they managed to get these graphic novels, put them to bars and noble bookshops, and go from there. But yeah, Bennis has been responsible for Miles Moran, which is now known as the most boring Spider-Man ever, who yeah, gets shoehorned into everything. He's even in the new Spider-Man game coming out. Yeah, yeah. I had such Not high that. hopes when that character came out. The idea of a uh, half half African-American, half, half Hispanic, Hispanic... 12-year-old Spider-Man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the parallels between them. His uncle... Um, wasn't the Uncle Ben that was shot by a criminal. His uncle was actually a criminal that he ended up fighting as a fledgling Spider-Man, and his uncle died in the fight, which is part of what ended up crafting that Spider-Man persona. It's part of why I loved it so much. Oh, he He had... Spoiler warning, my friend, he's not dead. Of course he's not. Oh, no. He's he's back as Iron Spider. 
<sighs> yeah, exactly. See, that's the kind of groan you get now from Venice's storytelling. <sighs> yeah. You're not deflated, you, isn't it? I've, I've had enough of it already. <laughs> but, I mean, at the time, this was the kind of promise that made me go, wow, Miles Morales, there's a guy that I'm going to kind of keep an eye on because I really like the look of his character. Very quickly fell off of it, especially after the Secret Wars fallout. Oh, God, that found, made so much so That made so little sense. That was horrible. I that. found myself thinking, you're actually, I'm okay with what I've read previously. I don't need to read anymore. No. So, yeah, he's going after DC, which I'm actually quite excited for Marvel. It means there's going to be a, quite a big power vacuum there, because think Benister's... Spider-Man, Defenders, he's pretty much Marvel's go-to guy whenever they want a project being made quickly, which explains why he's pretty much, I think he's hit his plateau really pretty nicely. He's not yeah. as good as he used to be. So hopefully if he's in DC, they'll limit him to one or two books, get his creative juices back on, but I suppose it's quite good for Marvel. New blood in, DC. Let's be honest, they've only got one really good writer say at the moment, and that is Scott Schneider. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't know Scott Schneider, pick up the Batman comics from 1 to 50 because they are frigging golden. Yeah. No, I, I read a lot of those. He he wrote from... What was it? He wrote everything leading up to, from the Court of Owls yep, from all the Court way Owls. to Super Heavy. Yeah, which featured Commissioner Gordon as Batman, which is not as stupid as it sounds. Um, it's actually genuinely one of my favourite Batman yeah. uh, stories, having Commissioner Gordon the ex-Commissioner Gordon, as the Batman. I think it was genius. But anyway. Well, the interesting thing about that was it was a privatised Batman. He had to work within the law, which was already a nice twist. And he's also working on Metal, which pick it up because it is fun. Yeah, the problem I've got with DC's events like Metal, I tried to have a look for it the other day, and I tell you what, there were so many spin-offs and tie-ins yeah. that I found myself struggling to find a decent first footing and that's my big problem with DC we're not, we won't get into it for today because yeah. we've got to run out of time but I do find something to mull over is that Marvel handles first issues for first time readers far better than DC well it's the old uh, Stan Lee philosophy where every issue is always someone's first issue yeah. and that's what Joe Q tries to introduce they, they do it a lot better over yeah. at Marvel but anyway moving on uh, yeah, so we're moving into games that we'd like to see made into films and even potentially films that we want to see made into games. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, we were talking about this during the break. We were talking about different films that we have seen uh, reminiscing on our fondly remembered 1993 version of the Super Mario Brothers. Um, Cinema Gold. Cinema Gold, all the way Don't up. You agree, Alex? Don't you agree? Oh, he agrees. That's an ornament <laughs> side. <laughs> Even going all the way up to... <laughs> so it's okay, it's okay, come back to... The us. recently oh, released Ark, um, Assassin's Creed. So we've, we've got a couple of candidates each. Um, Arkham Knight, we spoke about previously. Yeah. I don't think that's a very good candidate. No, it's not, it's terrible. No. And it seems interesting that I would raise that as my first one, but the reason I bring it up is because that is a game with a solid story. It's a tight narrative from start to finish. It tells you... A story, yeah. why would I want to rehash that out on the big screen? Why would I want to rehash it out nowhere near as good on the big screen? Here's the thing. It's a tight story, but it's an interactive story. You yes. feel like you're Batman. Well, that's the point. You feel like yeah. you're a big that boy trilogy, smacking thugs into the ground. That entire trilogy makes you sit there in the dark going, I am Batman. Man, yeah. <laughs> oh. Wear your Batman t-shirt, wrap your hoodie around you <laughs> there. You feel like you're wearing a cape, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> you love it. It works well. Yeah. But it's and if you're watching it, no. It's player agency that means that that game will never be a good candidate for the silver screen. Well, here's the thing, especially with YouTube, you can potentially make any game into a movie yeah. uh, by doing a, a simple let's play and edit and cut it. I mean, I know, I know the argument with The Last of Us is why do you want a Last of Us game when you can just watch a very, a very carefully edited uh, let's play of it. And if you can't do that with a game, then it's not suitable for a movie, I don't think. Yeah. It's like uh, Devil May Cry mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about this, we're thinking about games that kind of lacked a narrative. So as much as we groaned about it, the 1993 version of Mario was interesting because it took an idea and it went, let's just run wild with this. And I was saying to you guys earlier, I'd love to see Destiny do something like this, mm. separate to the storylines that we've already seen in Destiny 1, The Taken King, and Destiny 2. I'd like to see something separate. Yeah. We all saw the live-action adverts. It could be done. It could mm. be really interesting. Um, I wrote something here that I think the key for a good video game film yeah. has to be and this goes for comic book films as well, you have to utilise intellectual properties to gather inspiration. You do not pull the story straight out of the book, straight out of the pages of a comic book, oh, that, straight yeah. out of a video game and yeah. go, let's write it word for word and put it on the big screen. No. Because that will never work. No, different medias require different uh, yeah. things. Yeah. It's like um, when comic book movies first came out, there was a whole bunch of tweaking going on. Because you had to do that. You could not cram 40 years' worth of Spider-Man into two hours. Yeah. So you have to take different bits from it and play with it. It's like um, Iron Man, first Iron Man movie. That's a little bit different from its origins. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got? What other games would you like to see made into movies? Would you like to see another gritty reboot of Mario? No. No, I wouldn't. Would you like to see an accurate review, uh, portrait of Mario? And bopping around, stealing people's souls with his cap? Not particularly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Killing turtles and mushrooms with his big fat... Italian ass going down giant green pipes yeah <laughs> and not actually fixing anything <laughs> if you'd what like is that to, about? <laughs> if you'd like to read my review on Mario Odyssey you can go to Patreon and pay for a switch for me and I may review it at some point <laughs> further down the line um, I don't have anything <laughs> I don't have anything direct at the moment just spitballing ideas Alex tell me what you've got what ideas have you been thinking about I oh, it's, it's really difficult because I want to see a Last of Us film. I really, really do. Why? Because I loved the story of the game. So why do you want to watch that story again? Because I think a live-action version of that would do it justice. I disagree. But, you know what, I wouldn't mind seeing. Because the, the thing is, The Last of Us annoys me because it's, let's talk about Joel and Ellie's story. Mm. Why don't we talk about someone else's story? Or someone more interesting. Um, don't... don't no. <laughs> don't knock them. Wow. Naughty Dog did really well with that for a yeah. reason. They also did really well with Left Behind. And though it was Ellie again... It was Ellie and her friend, wasn't it? It was yes. Ellie and her yeah, friend. Was, yeah. We were looking at a different aspect of that universe. Mm. So I wouldn't mind seeing a Last of Us film. I just don't want to see Joel and Ellie, especially with The Last of Us Part then, 2 coming up. Yeah, okay, it's fair enough. Then, So you could do something where you... During the game, you obviously have the intro where you're trying to get out of the city and... Joel's spoiler alert. Joel's daughter gets shot. Oh no! And you then cut to. I can't remember how long it was. 
It was a few years down the line where you, you start the game playing as Joel and you're going through the city and you're learning how to do different bits and pieces of the game. But you don't see how he becomes who he is from that, that first minute to when you start playing the game properly. So you could do something like that. Um, but there's another whole, the whole pull that is Rick and, sorry, Rick and Ellie. Oh, sorry. Joel and Ellie. Yeah, so I got confused by Rick Grimes there because, you know, <laughs> same character like. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Rick Grimes and Lane Page there for a moment. There is, I, I do look at it and I do think to myself, it, is, it does smack quite a bit of Walking Dead, doesn't mm. it? You know what? If it was going to do an Uncharted movie, I know it's completely off topic, but still Naughty Dog. I'd bring in Chloe rather than Nathan Drake because that DLC had me far more interested than Nathan, yeah, Nathan Drake's done. Can't. I don't know. It's it's not... I don't know if it's different enough, but... Uh, then I again, don't... that sort of thing, people just go, well, why don't you just do Tomb Raider? Which they have. Yeah. yeah. Which they are doing. Which, which that came on the radar like anything, didn't it? But, yeah. but as we said, I'm sure we said this before the other week, that looking at the game mm. and then looking at the trailer... Mm. It looks like a copy for copy of the game. It does. Which is from Last of Us, like. And I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to wear my opinion with this again. It looks like for like, and it looks really interesting, because if you do tweak the the way that you deliver that, you could have a different version of that story. It was just the end bit where she's holding two sets of pistols. It just looks like it's been pulled directly out of the Angelina Jolie era. On oh, no, the last nineties cross. Didn't we? Haven't. Haven't we spent enough time earning a free pass away from that shit? Can we not just have something different now? I I liked the idea of a Lara Croft that was... Vulnerable. Vulnerable, that could be hurt, but overcame her shortcomings, overcame any flaws that she had, found some resolve, really strengthened you know, her steel will and went, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to make this island my bitch. I love that first game. Here's a question. When that Tomb Raider movie comes out, which like I say, it's like frame for frame, the trailer mm-hmm. is from the game, mm-hmm. will they release a golden version of the Tomb Raider game to coincide with the release of the movie? Probably not. I can imagine it would do something like that. Cause it's they might try something yeah, like that. Because they'll do it something like interesting. If it, is like yeah. a, if it is like such a copy of the game, you're going to want to play the game after watching it, aren't you? Uh, it's almost like doing a reversal of movie games you know we'll do the game first then the movie then hey yeah. I don't know because the number of times I've seen Rise of the Tomb Raider on a sale and this is the 20 year anniversary celebration edition yeah. um, I I mean I think it's actually the deal of the week currently mm. for PlayStation and I, I've still not picked it up and I, I've seen it a number of times in deals and I think if you are pushing it on such a regular basis in sales mm that means that you're no longer shifting units. And if you're not shifting units, then releasing a gold platinum edition or whatever the fuck you want to call it of that game Mm. or of the earlier iteration of the game within that franchise, I don't think that's going to sell. On a different topic, you know what would make a terrible movie and it'd be incredibly ironic as well? Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. (laughs) Especially Metal Gear Solid 2. Can yeah. you imagine sitting through that for six hours? Yeah, you took the piss out of me for Persona. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I like Metal Gear, but I was watching a Let's Play uh, movie of Metal Gear Solid 2, and mm. my God, that was painful to watch. What yeah. made it even more painful was reading the comments and people going, oh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2, best Metal Gear ever. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you watching? It's not <laughs> what I'm watching right now. Yeah. Riding, going around, whiny, going... But, but Snake, what's Metal Gear? <clears throat> Metal Gear! It's like, <laughs> it's 
enough Metal Gear talk for this week. So, so sorry, there's enough though. Metal Gear. What else have you got for us? The one, the one that I'd love to see, I think, is a is a goofy sort of film. Is Lilac Wars? Yeah, I could see that happening. As I could see Lilac yeah. Wars. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. The guys behind Despicable Me, Illumination, think it is. Yes, having them on the oh shot that'd be brilliant yeah. um, oh no uh, Fox Bam, do a barrel roll <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just it was one of those you sat there and thought because I, I watched uh, I don't know, I'm going to get groans and laughed at but I watched Probably. that I watched that scene <laughs> yeah I've seen and I actually thought that was quite good and it I wasn't actually that bad I, 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 thought I, it was good. I had its um, moments and I thought do you know what if they did something similar to that for a lot of was film I think no, it could work because there is quite a bit of humour and stuff like that I haven't watched Sing solely because I refuse are you a grown up no I... about video games and comics he's going to be a cynical old man <laughs> he is going to be watching do his groan I don't want to watch a theatrical version of X Factor but if you boys want to get behind that feel free well we did we're waiting for Sing 2 man yeah yeah yeah, okay. And don't Simon Cowell is in it, which is even fucking better. Don't yeah. don't be proud. <laughs> <laughs> don't be proud of what don't, you've just admitted to. Don't, don't hold us by hold your on. standards. Why do you think a Super Mario film would be better? <laughs> I don't think it would be. Okay. <laughs> it would. I think a Super Mario I, I I think two hours of a single turd on screen with no action, no voiceover. Just a continuous picture of a turd on screen is probably going to do something better than the animated Simon version Cowell. of Simon and Cowell <laughs> and the X Factor band on screen. Mm. But that's just because of my personal hatred for X Factor. I don't mind the idea of actually seeing something like Lilac Wars on screen because of my genuine love mm. for the first Despicable Me. Yeah. And my. It was okay for Despicable Me too. Yeah, okay. No opinion on three then. I haven't seen it. No, I mean neither. I don't think many people have. You seen it? No. no. I do. I do want to see it because it's one of those that I, I do enjoy the Despicable Me series so of films. I I but want to see it because it looks like it went. Huh, that, the cash in. That minion shit didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like we better get back to telling a story about Gru and yeah. unicorns. Um, so to be honest with you, I I kind of looking forward to seeing that at some point, yeah. but. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some movies going back to the old point-and-click LucasArts games. Because they're the ones I grew up with, and they're very story-driven. So things like Day of the Tentacles, Summer Max, maybe not so much Full Throttle, but something a bit more wacky. Well, the problem is with do- making a video game into a movie is half the appeal of a video game is that it's interactive. Yes. I mean, we know that Halo's been in development hell for how long now? Oh, well, they've tried with uh, Ford Unto Door. They've got a couple, haven't they? Yeah, they were shit. <laughs> they did, well, they did that, uh, yeah. that animated bit that Halo's Legend was it and they had like six animated shorts to be fair I haven't that, seen that I have because it good. is based I think it's based on the Halo Reach game yeah or involved in that but yeah Ford Unto Dawn was fucking Although I, must I never got around to seeing Ford Unto Dawn but it, I like the idea of it because it wasn't based on Master Chief it was on some random character it was on it some was random a, character academy of kids that got attacked by the coven yeah and I don't get me wrong I like that idea because out of the Halo games I think one of my favourite ones was Halo 3 ODST oh mm. nice. I remember seeing the uh, trailer for that had, uh, was that Nathan Finian Finian Fillion, Fillion yeah. I everyone loves yeah. I saw the trailer for that actually looked really good Definitely. I think as a as a movie rather than a game because mm. he went through each different character I was like you know these are my boys, and I'm dropping them into hell. That sort of thing. Yeah. I, I would have actually seen a movie of that. 
I don't know. I, I think. Then again, Nathan Fillion, he can just turn up in anything and print yeah. money. Yeah, <laughs> why? Take, why take is he not money. how Jordan? <laughs> For more reference, see Destiny 2. Um, see, I'd love to see an Uncharted film with him as Nathan Drake. I just, I really. I think he's too long of a tooth for it, you know. Who's the guy in the, mo- the Mummy? Not Tom Cruise, the other one. Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. get him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, my, my, honestly, I've got a concern that they'll go, right, the Uncharted film is underway. Tom Cruise, where's let's get that, him in. <laughs> where's that Bradley Cooper? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're wondering who Bradley Cooper is, no, aren't no, you? I'm, no, I know who Bradley Cooper is. I'm just thinking, would that actually work? No, it wouldn't. He's, he's got a smugness about him, but he's not, he's not got that comical smugness the way and, that and Nathan Fillion mm, do. Like, oh, yeah. those, those are the types of characters that you want. Did you find him funny in Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy? No, oh, not yeah, particularly. I, no. I found him amusing. That's the writing, yeah, yeah, I was also. Yeah, but you've got, to, you've got, you've well. got to be able to deliver it as well, though. If you're, you have. If you're playing right. so Nathan Drake's character is too smug. Yeah. Which is what you said he had. But he's way. comically smug, whereas mm. I don't think that. Mm. I Honestly, don't get me wrong, because I, I like Bradley Cooper. I've watched Limitless, I thought that was brilliant. Um, I thought he was funny in eighteen, but mm. he wasn't the he you know he wasn't the driving factor yeah, yeah. behind yeah. that for me. Um, but I also want to see him in that burn, which is kind of like a oh is that a chef thing? Have you yeah. seen the Silver Linings Playbook? No, watch it. Okay, it's fucking quality. I, I I never thought I'd be into that sort of thing, but you watch it. It is brilliant. Is he OCD or made of pressing? No, not that which one. It he, is. He's a he's manic either bipolar or he's got depression or yeah. something like that but it's got him Jennifer Lawrence Robert De Niro uh, and yeah I, I honestly I can't give it enough praise for that I thought it was brilliant what about you what would you like to see movie wise Crazy mm. Taxi he's oh. going to say Crazy Taxi you know what I actually totally forgot about that oh, now that oh. you mentioned it I'm going to get <laughs> a cast ready oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be saying myself about that <laughs> No, so you, 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 could, you couldn't do Crazy Taxi as a movie. That'd be, that'd be just a dream project. There's not enough money to make it. I'll make it. Hey, that's it. Crazy Taxi with Michael, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be quite Starring Mark Wahlberg. You know, <laughs> every now and again, every time he picks up a fare, does a few bench presses with a taxi. Yeah, you know, and the fucking newspaper stand blows up. Exactly, right just because it's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> movies in the games is always tough to do uh, besides from the, like, the old school LucasArts games I don't think anything recent could happen I mean You'd have Devil to. May Cry yeah but it's already a bit of a movie yeah. itself a lot of them are interactive movies so I think there's nothing that really stands out for me at that moment that, uh, what about this Borderlands is film? Uh, I think you see I think a Borderlands film would work on the condition that you did it separate to everything that's come before yeah. Leave Handsome Jack alone and just do something different. I think that's why I really enjoyed um, Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Honestly, I, I cannot push enough the idea that you need to utilise intellectual properties and just do something different with them. Yeah. I mean, we all groaned when we found out that there's a live-action version of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> coming from somewhere. Yeah, I just laughed at that. But... <laughs> We how, all, does, how does that even work? I've got no idea. But oh, I, I actually do want to see it just to see how that works. But the point is, is that someone out there has gone, let's do something different with an IP that no one's touched for years. What about Crash Bandicoot? 
Yeah, potentially. The problem is he's a silent protagonist. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Not well, Sonic was until the until Sonic Adventure came out. I suppose so. Mm. To be fair, though, it would be interesting to actually watch a film with a silent protagonist mm. who's basically pushed from one action to another based on other people's interactions yeah. with him. Oh, you're here to save the kingdom? And then watch the silent protagonist sigh to themselves and then kind of go, <laughs> well, I guess I'm here to save the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, it'd be know. like a Half-Life movie, wouldn't it? You play Gordon Freeman, it's this mute walking around. Yeah. People go, oh, what are you doing, Gordon? Crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that tour now, Pikachu talks. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, so that no makes me just story as no well. No one cares. <laughs> no, apparently they do. They do. They do care. Right. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> so we saw this the other day, actually. On It's on Twitter. Someone put a, a video of it. Um, someone went and saw the theatrical release of the Pokemon movie. Like they they made, they remade the first one, and it's the bit where they're kind of laying in the crater after they've both got hit, and Ash is like Pikachu, why won't you get in your Pokeball? And then in the girliest, highest pitch feminine voice Pikachu can muster, he goes, Pika, it's because I. And I tell you what, this entire theatre just goes. What the fuck? Which is hilarious. Which made even more funny because they're all adult voices as well. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had like a whole bunch of kids going, no, but there's all these like wooden team men going up. All grown no. men and women getting upset about it. It's hilarious. Um, you know what movie people are dying out for? If you to say save? Pikachu standalone film, I'm going to slap you. No, Overwatch. Mm. People are actually. Because, listen, that could work. Well, Blizzard have, as a promo thing, they released a whole bunch of like small animated pics. Mm. So, I think before Overwatch came out, they had this uh, trailer where it's kind of like building up the universe, and then every now and again, we release a new character or this focus on a character. It'll be like a five minute animated piece. Okay. And since Blizzard fans are mental, very nicely, <laughs> I mean. You can always tell a Blizzard fan just by going, you know what, Overwatch sucks. They'll probably attack you with anything blunt nearby. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, you made me do this. Contact Pixar, let's make a movie. Like, Saying that, Warcraft flunked. Yes, so, <laughs> it's that sort I tell, of... I watched Warcraft from start to finish. Was that any visually, good? Visually, that film is amazing. Mm. It looks fantastic. I, I thought that the CG characters were done really well. I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened. <laughs> I've got no idea. Has it got anything to do with the game? It's got orcs in, right? Okay. That's all you need. That's one thing to do with the game. It was I, like, hang on a second. What, what do you mean, has it got anything to do with the game? I've never played the game. <laughs> right. So, yes. I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, what, what, Final Fantasy... I'd love to see a well-done Final Fantasy film. They've done a couple. Final Fantasy VII Complete. They did Advent Children, which was an okay kind of follow-on, but the Final Fantasy film... Spirits Within. um, Spirits Within, that was it. Um, It's got nothing to do with the game. No, but... If if they just want to stand alone... If they did a standalone film and not called it Final Fantasy, it would have been absolutely fine. Well, Final Fantasy... Because the film itself, I really enjoy. But it's got nothing to do... With the, with the Final Fantasy games. Well, Most Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy games don't yeah. have anything to do with one another. Well, Final Fantasy VII had been no, children. That, that, fair enough. was a, a pretty much a sequel to the game. It came, it was what happened afterwards. It was, yeah. I mean, Which to be honest with you... I like the premise of that. 
I mean, it was okay. The problem was the character models were a bit stiff, weren't they, really? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they were a good thing. I just like the premise. Yeah, yeah they, it wasn't a bad film. I've got it. I enjoy it. I think, yeah, I've got I a Blu-ray. It's quite impressive. To, to be watch. honest with you, I only have it for that last fight scene with Sephiroth. I thought that is was, pretty bitching, actually. Oh, it's fucking sick, yeah. that was. I love it. <laughs> Especially when Wondering Angel plays up. It's like, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I get where we're coming from. I think as... In terms of standalone films that borrow from IPs, I think Spirits Within was a good Final Fantasy. I mean, well, like you've got to knock it down on the basis that it was what? I don't think you can. I think it was a good film. I think. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad film. I'm just, why are you putting it in the same context as the games? But why wouldn't you? Because you've got nothing to do with them. But this is what I'm saying. Most of them don't have anything to do with one no, another. They but it, no, but right, okay. I can see that point. But what is the premise of the game that you're playing? You play a character that fights demons. It's not always demons. Okay. So, but you, all right, but so you're, you're fighting... You're mo- fighting right, so look creatures. at Final Fantasy X, for yeah. example. I mean, you, Spirits Within, you are fighting the ghosts of aliens that somehow cr- crashed into the planet however many millions of years ago. Mm. God, we don't sound nerdy saying that out loud, do we? No, no. You know, <laughs> Final Fantasy... i elevator pitch for that one. Final Fantasy X, you play as a ghost that fights against his ghost dad that also happens to be a whale and keeps breaking the different cities that he approaches upon. Yeah, isn't you like the Final... character Dream of a Dying City, which is like... Uh, uh, it's some... a bit of a change from Final Fantasy IX, which was, you're a monkey boy. Yeah, you're a monkey boy <laughs> that is actually from a different planet. I did not get that part in the game. <laughs> yeah. You're a monkey boy from a different planet known as Terra, and you you are fighting in, in the long run against your brother, who is not really your brother, he's more your half-brother, and then somehow you end up going up against uh, the... I don't know, God. Um, it's always about fighting God in Final Fantasy, yeah. isn't it? In Final Fantasy IX, it's called Necron, and you have to you have to fight God basically. Oh. You know, fight. I I can't. Oh, the that. games are so far removed from one another that I thought as a standalone, Spirits Within work well. But I think the games at the minute are doing enough in terms of direct sequels because we've had ten two. We've had a litany of sequels with... 13, wasn't 13. it? 13. had 1, yeah. 2, and 3, and oh, 13. We've had uh, standalone episodes with um, Final Fantasy fifteen now. Oh, with, yeah, they got um, released, didn't they? Yeah. I think the latest one was Episode Ignis or something like that. And they've got something like Kingsglaive. And they've got the, yeah, they've got the Kingsglaive um, film yeah. out at the moment, so you can watch that. Sean Bean's in that. Yeah, I oh, mean... Ned Stark... Final Fantasy is one of those. I think you could write anything, slap the Final Fantasy name on it, and go, ta-da! Oh, that's so. Yeah. Just because I'm named, a lot of th- I feel yeah. sometimes it's like with Assassin's Creed. I think that only sells because it's got Assassin's Creed title on it. Now you see, I made this point. I want to make it again so that it's on record. When that was coming up, that looked like it had a lot of promise mm. because it did exactly what I've been saying about it. Went, huh? So we like people that do parkour, stab things, and occasionally jump off of high buildings into bales of hay. Mm. All right, well, let's try and transition that into the Spanish Inquisition. And we were okay with that, because we've not played that before. No, it's a different route of the game. But if you turn around and went, oh, have you heard about the latest Assassin's Creed film? Oh, what is it? Oh, it's about, um, you know, a couple of twins in London. Well, hang on, we've seen that with Syndicate. Oh, sorry, it was about some French prick. 
Where? In France, during the French Revolution. This okay. That was unity. <laughs> All right, well, it's about a different. pirate in the Caribbean that's from Wales. <clears throat> okay, well, now you're on about the one before. Basically, you're just retreading the same thing, but because they took it and they went, let's apply the core of what people like to something new, I was all right with it. What, Egypt? No, to the, to the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the game. I've heard terrible things about... I've heard terrible and amazing things about that new game. Yeah, I'm going with the terrible ones myself. Yeah. No, I'm a bit of both, because I've heard some people say that it looks amazing, it's absolutely fantastic, mm. the character's just so compelling, the place itself is just amazing. Um, I can't remember where in Egypt it takes place. Um, it's actually up for some people's game of the year, which wow. surprised me. Wow. I've seen other people go, I'm an hour into this game and I still don't know who I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> so, well, I know I've got to parkour over a pyramid soon. <laughs> yeah. This is it. I'm, I'm in two camps with that one. Well, You'll probably get it when it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the point of this podcast. Yeah. We'll get it when it's cheap. <laughs> if you can't get us to buy on day one, <laughs> you failed developers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Anything else? Um, I think we're going to bring it to an end there. Okie dokie. So we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we're going to have another podcast up for you on the 28th. Um, if you want to get in contact with us at any point, you're more than welcome to do so. Drop us an email, as we mentioned earlier, at pixelprepweb at gmail.com. Give us your insights, give us your questions, and we'll read them, and we'll get back to you as quick as we can. We've got a couple of guys that are looking to join us in December. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Josh, who we spoke to with any luck, um, with our very first episode coming in on, I think it's either the 14th or 15th of December. So he'll be joining us for our pre-Christmas well, special. massive Nintendo fanboy, so I guarantee you'll want to rip him. That's going to be fun. We'll both do, all three of us will do that. So, we've we've got something. <laughs> You've been warned. We've got things that are in in the pipeline. Super Mario sixty four. That was terrible, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, please do us a favor if you're with if you're following us on iTunes, subscribe to us, rate us, tell your friends about us. Um, if you're on Twitter, we are at pixel underscore prep. Do us a favor, follow us tweet at us, give us your feedback, okay? The more that you guys speak to us, the better we get, all right? If you want to follow us individually, I am at Rodney Broddle, which is Rodney, B-R-O-D-D-L-E. Alex, you are at AJ Millwallius. And Chris, you are at Chris Slinger. Yeah. So do us a favor, guys. Give us your feedback. And with that, we are out of here. Mm. Laters. Bye.